Welcome and thank you for tuning into the Joy Tutor Podcast. I am your host, Joanna Williams. Together, we will unpack, learn, teach, and celebrate the journey of emerging entrepreneurs and courageous trailblazers. Let's dig in. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. How about yourself? I'm nasally. Today was a bumpy day. And because my sinuses are bothering me a few times, I said, well, maybe I need to reschedule. Like, no, 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 no. I keep saying that life is going to have to move around Joy Tudor, including this nose. So you have me. Please forgive me. Those who are with me and my riders, I thank you for showing me grace. And I'm showing myself grace. So with that being said, I did not want to take away from the interview of our lovely guest. Please introduce yourself, love. All right. Hey, everybody. So my name is Bonica Monk. I am the owner of Twisted Intimacy, and I'm an intimacy and sensuality coach. <laughs> Listen, I know everyone perked up like, oh, what? <laughs> yes, you heard her right. Do tell. Give us the deeds on how did you come up with the name? Ah, so... Before I kind of tell you exactly why it's called Twisted Intimacy, you have to understand how I define intimacy and sensuality and even love. So intimacy, though a lot of people equate it to sex, it does not mean sex. Go look it up in the dictionary if you want to prove me wrong. It actually means a closeness or familiarity, but I take it a step further in defining it as being able to be vulnerable and knowing your vulnerability. And in sensuality, I define that as being able to express your intimacy and also love as well. When it comes to like sensuality, I like to express it through dancing, through movement and things like that. So I'm also a sensual body movement instructor in several techniques. I got a certification as a twerk technician. I got two certifications in what's called liquid motion. I'm a 1.0 liquid motion instructor, and I'm also a liquid pole instructor for liquid motion. When you start combining a lot of these techniques, you get to know your body. So you start twisting of the hips, right? Right. That's where twisted comes from. (laughs) It's the movement aspects. And then the intimacy, like I said, it's not SEX. It's being able to be vulnerable and knowing your vulnerabilities. And that's part of what I would like to call an intimacy journey that I've been experiencing and I'm still going through. So that's why it is called twisted intimacy because you get both of those things combined into one business. Wow. Well, I'm sure there are some ladies out there listening, especially some who might be a woman of a certain age. I can say I'm 47 going on 20, 48. I was going to say 28 because 28 is my my forever age, but <laughs> You know, as you get older, when you stated fluid, right, there's a fluid movement and you're used to a certain movement. But when you get older, those knees start hurting and those hips start, you know, start bothering you. Mm-hmm. For a minute, I was a tad bit concerned, but I had to just let my body rest and heal because I was not able to sleep well at night. Mm-hmm. It is so important, though, to be in tune with your body and to yes. really understand and have a clear definition of intimacy, especially with self, of course, with partners, but with self. Please do tell. 
tools. So you just took that out of my brain. So with what I do as an intimacy and sensuality coach, I do focus on self first. Because when you don't know yourself, you can't have a good relationship with other people. And that's beyond the romantic and the more intimate settings that you may have with a partner. It's beyond that. If you are finding yourself, and I think everybody can relate to this, you have a group of friends and there's always drama or you find yourself in the drama or when you go to work, there's always a problem. Or when you go out somewhere, there's always a problem. Sometimes, sometimes we have to do some self-reflection and say, is it me? I don't think a lot of people get a chance to really self-reflect. So sometimes it is you. Let's be real. It, 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 can, it is you. Yeah. And when you start thinking about, okay, so it's me. The way I communicate is, um, let's say you're somebody that needs consistent communication with somebody over something and that person isn't giving it to you, but not because they don't want to talk to you. It's because their communication style is not that. They can hit you up once a week or once a month or once a year and your friendship or whatever is still the same. But you have to know yourself and start identifying those traits within other people to really understand like, okay, can I vibe with this or do I need to say something or do I need to let this go? So a lot of times when I work with people, we do that type of self-reflection. And I'm not a therapist or a counselor or anything like that, but I will redirect you. But I will be like your sister. I will be a friend to you in that sense where you have that safe space. Let's talk about this. Let's work this out. When on an intimacy journey, like I said, it's all about knowing your vulnerabilities and things like that, knowing yourself, you'll start to understand the type of self-care. You'll start to understand, like I said, your communication styles, leadership styles. When I say that it's been a blessing over these past three years, being able to meet so many different women and quite a few couples it's like a, an amazing experience that they had. That's what they tell me. They said that, not me. <laughs> and it surprises them because coming in, I mean, you see the name and it's like, oh, what freaky things are we going to do today? And it's like, it is about that, but it's not just about that. We'll get to all that stuff. But if you can't even really look at yourself in the mirror and be comfortable with that, we can't really get to the attractive stuff that you may want to get into. We can't even get there because you have to be able to at least look at yourself in the mirror before you do anything with anybody else. Yeah. And listeners, please earmuff your babies. Have your babies leave the room because I may say something that an eight-year-old should not hear in the, with the rest of this episode, okay? I know some women who are uncomfortable looking at their own bodies. If you are uncomfortable looking at your own body and have not looked down there and said hello to your purse, okay? If you do not know what your purse is carrying or looking like, again, it starts with you. Any thoughts around that? Oh, oh. I'm glad you also use nicknames too because I have a certification as a sexual health professional. And when people hear that, they automatically assume that it's just about like sexual education and which that is true. But what if I told you 
that a lot of times, especially thanks to media and society, that the language that we use surrounding our lower extremities, it can get very dangerous at a certain point because if you don't know what's going on, the media is telling you that cramping is bad, bleeding on your cycle is horrible, PMS sucks. Like if you're getting all this negative attention about something that's on your body, it's part of you. So all of that negativity is going into you. When you don't necessarily know that, hey, having an 11-day cycle is not normal. Cramping and PMS symptoms are not normal in the sense of it might be normal because everybody else may have it, but it's not normal for our bodies to be doing that. And when I say that, I'm saying this, a lot of times the causes of these symptoms is typically due to a hormonal imbalance. I know I wasn't taught that in school. I was taught that you got to suffer through all of this, get on birth control to help lessen the symptoms and things like that. They quick to put somebody on birth control, but not quick to tell you the side effects of birth control, especially the longer that you take it. And when you start really diving into like the lack of research around women's cisgender woman's body, it's very concerning. It's very concerning from the products that we use when it is that time of the month mm-hmm. to even working out. Did you know that working out, like a lot of those studies when they say, oh yeah, try the keto diet, blah, 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 blah. That's not based on a female, a cisgender female's body. <laughs> it's based on a cisgender male's body. It wasn't necessarily proven to work with a cyclical being. I could go into a whole thing. (laughs) Yes. That's why it's important to know the right terminology. It's important to know your body, uh, know what it looks like, know what it's not supposed to smell like. There is a smell, everyone, but it should not be offensive. Let me put it like that. But everybody does have a smell, but it's everybody's different. It's very hard to describe the smell, but you would know if it's offensive. Exactly. You, you would know. And it would be outside your normal. <laughs> right, right. Like discharge, that is normal for the most part. But there are times where some certain types of discharge is not normal. So it's different things that we're not taught. And society makes, like kind of demonizes you to even talk about it or ask your parents about it or have comfortable conversations with your doctor about it, which is crazy to me. So that's why I'm here. Thank you. And so you are providing that platform in the space so that women, and not just women, but so anyone can ask those hard and uncomfortable questions. Mm-hmm. There's just been so much shame around the word intimacy and SDX, and, but it's so normal and a part of our everyday life, whether we want to admit it or not. You know, every time you come in contact with your body, that's still a form of intimacy. Mm-hmm. But I definitely am curious to know, how did you get here? How did it all start? Oh, man. So in order to answer that question, I have to take y'all back. When I first started working like outside of college and things like that, society tells you to what? Graduate from high school, go to college, graduate, 
then get a, a good full-time job, then get the man, marry the man, have the babies, all before you are about 25 to 30, all before that. And for me, that was happening. So I graduated both from Norfolk State University for my undergrad and then Virginia Tech for my grad. And I moved up to Northern Virginia and I was like, yes, okay, you know, I'm an adult now, right? I met my ex-boyfriend. That was a long-term relationship. But the thing about society and their standards and the shame that comes with what I'm about to say next is that if you are a woman or identify as a woman and you are not married and have children before you are the age of 30, there are a lot of pressures that come from family, that come from just everybody else around you, whether it's intentional or not. When you decide to leave that relationship, I was in that relationship for five years and I decided to break it off because I couldn't foresee myself being stuck with somebody like this for five plus 10 plus forever years. Like I couldn't do it. It's not normal to fight with your partner. I don't believe you should be fighting with your partner. You should have disagreements from time to time. But if you're fighting, in my opinion, there's a level of disrespect that is crossed. And we were fighting a lot. As I started to recognize that this was something that happened in my family. So when I was younger, I thought fighting was normal. Like, oh, that's normal. <laughs> but that's not normal. I had already started doing like some things to start off my healing journey. When I broke up with him, that was really when things started to like blossom and flourish and, and allowed me to truly get on my healing journey, my intimacy journey, because I started to get to know myself again because I felt very lost in that relationship. I did not recognize who I saw in the mirror. Like a lot of my happy, positive traits, it seemed like it got passed in my ex. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> like, why is this happening? As I started getting on this journey, I started to look to different places, tap more into my spirituality, tap more into just loving myself and knowing myself and knowing my worth. And the more information I started to learn, I was just like, why isn't anybody talking about this? Don't get me wrong. There are lots of coaches, classes and things out there that talk about he the healing journey and things like that, right? But it just seemed like it was coming from the perspective of this is the instructor and this is all the stuff that they're teaching you after they have healed. But it's never from the perspective of this is what's happening along my healing journey. <laughs> These are the things you need to look out for and things can change and happen and that's okay. That's why I created this space because it's a space where it is going to change because I am changing. This is literally my love letter to everyone, to those that felt lost in a relationship, that felt they couldn't meet up to society standards, their family standards and things like that. To the people, especially the Black women that, you know, they already demonized us for everything else. But they barely give us a space to meet people that, oh, you've never been married. You haven't had kids yet. 
and to make sure that that's okay. There is not a rush. And we always get the sensation from society that's just like, mm-hmm, you haven't had kids yet? You haven't been married yet? What's wrong with you? There's nothing wrong with me. This may just not be the right time. Yes. And I would rather be with the right person and have children with the right person than be stuck fighting with somebody for the rest of my life. Passing that trauma on to my kids, I don't want to do that. Who really wants to do that? So that's how I got here to Twisted Intimacy. I literally was on my healing journey and the idea came to me in a private yoga class. You just set somebody free with your testimony. (laughs) Someone right now is listening and in a miserable relationship and life and their journey of conflict and toxicity and arguing has been normalized in their life and they think it's normal. But you and I are telling whoever's listening right now, it's not normal. Mm -hmm. Leave. It'll be uncomfortable. Leave. So thank you for the breakthrough, for breaking the glass for someone right now. And with that being said, what are your services? So like I said, I'm a sensual body movement instructor, and I'm also an intimacy and sensuality coach. So what I like to do now is offer one-to-one personal uh, services where you get an hour of my time, depending on how many sessions you book, but you get an hour of my time. What I do is just like this testimony that I just did, that I did not plan to do, but it just came out. That's what happens. And that's how I know that this is something I'm supposed to be doing. And that's look, this part of another testimony. If, if you naturally start talking, it's just flowing out. It's one of those, like, I don't know why I'm saying this, but it just has to be said. That's your purpose coming out. So if that ever happens to y'all, just know that you're in flow, you're in your purpose. And whatever you're talking about or whatever, whoever you're interacting with is bringing out your purpose. But that's what I do especially with the one-to-one services, like we do assessments, we just talk, we'll even do like some body movement things. And then also you get access to my quarterly uh, sensual body movement classes. And depending on how I'm feeling is what the class is going to be offered. I may even feel froggy and do another one. You just never know how I'm feeling sometimes. But it's all about making sure that people have that space and don't feel uncomfortable And they're able to ask the questions and be referred to different people because that's what I like to do too. The people I've met on this journey, I'm like, yo, you helped me. Let me let other people know that you have helped me and the services you have to offer. So that's what I like to do too. So that's before I said I'm not a therapist or a counselor, I will point you to one. (laughs) Okay. I know quite a few now. If you're an entrepreneur and you're also on a healing journey, for my one-to-one coaching, I have like a whole section for that now because a friend of mine was like, Monica, you have several businesses, so you can help somebody. There's that. And then also too, I host retreats. I like to do public speaking now, which is, oh, that's it's so amazing. It's so amazing. And also I like to have like different products. So I have a digital product right now called Twisted Intimacy Wellness learning about like how to work out with your cycle. That's pretty much what that's about. Yeah. And eventually I will have a book or two or three. (laughs) If you need, you might go send a publisher or an editor. Dip publishes. Yes. I'm giving you a shout out. 
Christian, if you're listening, boo. She's my sister friend by way of entrepreneurship and Joy Tudor. She's part of the, the tribe. So when you're ready to do that, we got you. Silly question. And again, parents, do not have your babies listening to this episode because I'm about to go there. When you say fluid movement of the body, right? Give me an example of like a session. So what I like to do in my classes, twerking and liquid motion both deal with moving your pelvis, tilting and tucking, knowing how your body is connected to the floor with liquid motion, learning how to move your body, not from the tips of your fingers, but through your shoulder movements or through just your hips. Also a lot of stretching of the pelvic floor as well. And what a typical class looks like is if it's movement-based, because I will let you know too, if it's going to be movement-based or if we're just going to be talking. If we're going to be talking, I'll tell you to dress normally. If we're going to be moving, I'm going to let you know, grab your water, be in your athletic wear. Like no excuses today, right? And what it looks like is we warm up the body. So the warm up will typically be that of like jumping jacks. We'll do some stretching of the upper and lower body. When I do a lot of my stretches, like we're touching our body. We're getting to know our body as well. It's nothing erotic though. It's just, you're going to know your body from the inside out. Then I will show you a routine. And then what I like to do is just break that routine and show you the movements to that routine. And then by the end of class, we'll at least do like half of that routine because I try to make the movement in the routine for beginner and intermediate level. I like a challenge, you know, who does it? So we'll do that and then we'll cool down. And as we're cooling down, I typically play music that is more uplifting. It has affirmation in it, like a lot of the songs that I've been finding a lot recently really go with the more meditative, modern meditation. I, I'm, I should coin that, modern meditation. When you listen to it, even the lyrics, it's like, oh, okay, I can get with this. There's no sad love songs here. Some of the twerking songs, I'm not going to lie, y'all. I love me. Love me some good twerk music. And a lot of it ain't ain't the best. You and me both. Uh, some good ones out there though yeah I mean yeah so I'm not 100% like when we're twerking and things like that but when we're cooling down that's really when we're in that headspace okay I am more in a meditative space anyway so that's how I like to like leave off the class class typically lasts about 45 minutes to an hour and you come from class not only learning a new routine and movement but you're able to get stronger. And a lot of the movements, especially if you're doing something as simple as hip circles and you sit down all day, that helps unleash so much tension in the body, so much trauma in the hips and things like that. And that's why I've chosen these type of techniques to teach because it really helped me be more in flow. And I'm just going to throw this out there. I used to be somebody that got called, I had no rhythm and I had two left feet and like all this other stuff. And now I have not one, but two, but three sensual body movement certifications that I have to pay for and take tests for. (laughs) So if I can do this, y'all can do this, I promise. (laughs) In essence, we need to put some respect on your name. (laughs) Okay, sis. 
you said you have a twerk certification and three hands down this is why you're on the show because (laughs) i need you to help us you know i mean there's always room for improvement for sure and especially for couples who have been in a relationship for a very long time yes any insight yes i have a class called couple sensuality i really like that class because I created it specifically to get more men involved. If you look at the flyer for that class, it will say it's open to singles, couples, and all gender identities. If y'all put two and two together as to why I had to do that, yeah, because- You know, you know. Yeah, there's going to be some creeps out there. What I really liked about this class is that I'm teaching the same thing, essentially, that I do in my other classes. Like when we talk about self-care, when we talk about communication styles, seduction styles, when we talk about love languages and things like that and how to apply them, if you're with your partner in that class, and you may have heard this before, but your partner hasn't, and then I'm giving you different movement techniques for you to do together, But it's still the same type of movements we do in class. But now your partner is with you doing the same movements. And I like seeing the aha come out from the class or like, "Mm, yeah, see that dynamic of like, you know, that's something good to think about. With my talking based classes, I typically also have like journal prompts and things like that to talk about. So I like to include that in the couple sensuality class as well. The last one I did, I promise you, a couple of the couples uh, hit me up and were like, hey, uh, Monica, can you send me those questions? Those were really good things to think about. I didn't even know that I needed that. So that type of feedback lets me know it's like, it's not just one person that needs to hear this. It may be for your man or for your partner to have this experience as well and to do some of these movements, and to learn how to circle their hips, because it's to break that stigma too. Because I think a lot of times we get so caught up with what's feminine and what's masculine and things like that, that we don't understand that we all have feminine and masculine energies within us. So doing a certain type of thing does not make you more feminine and masculine in this sense. So like doing hip circles, that's not going to make you more feminine if you identify as a masculine man, for instance, circling your hips allows you to release any type of trauma that you may experience. And I've noticed that even though it may not be done in the same way, like certain types of movements, I'm like, I hope you know how to move your hips because you can't be stiff doing certain type of things. And your partner over here in my classes, we learning all the things, doing splits in different directions, and you can't be stiff. You know what I'm saying? So it's a two-way street when it comes to couples. And then if a couple ever gets to that point where it's just like, oh, we need more, that's when I send you to the couples therapist and the counselor, because that's when it's like, I've given you the notes. Yes. Take the notes to the yes. therapist and the counselor, because that's where it's just like yeah I'm not diagnosing nobody so yeah that's where my scope ends yes (laughs) okay as far as scope of services I'm really fascinated by how you've taken just how society your family your friends or whoever you know just place the, the 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 external demands around what your life and the mode should be for your life and you looked at that 
you did the shadow work, you did the healing, and you said, okay, well, this doesn't work for me. Here's my new box. And oh, by the way, let me just yell and shout with my love letter. You don't have to sit at that either. First step is self-actualization. Some people do not have that, or nor do they believe that they, well, narcissists, of course, they're like, oh, why do I need to look within? But sometimes you definitely have to look within. You taking what was something very hard for you to live in, and you broke the mold, created your own mold, and now you're helping others, other individuals, you're helping couples, find intimacy with self, which is most important, which also ties into we are the foundation in every relationship. How we show up as ourselves, we have to know that. And for me, me understanding my fight language, I know my love language, but I have to understand my fight language, uh, my communication style. I am used to be very anxious. Mm. My man, on the other hand, is avoidant. I, I got that book. I, I was about to say. Oh, 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 if you see my bookshelf right now, I'm looking right at it. Attached was one of the books. I actually, where did I find that one at? I think TikTok actually. TikTok actually has a lot of good recommendations, but I listened to the book and I have the physical copy. When I started taking the quiz and things like that, it actually shocked me with my results. Because I was like, wait a second. What? What's the name of the book? Maybe I missed it. Attached. Attached. Okay. Mm -hmm. I've never heard of that. I have to get that. Yeah, that's where the attachment theory comes from. Oh, see, I didn't even know that there was an attachment theory. And I love that I didn't know because there may be someone else out there who <laughs> doesn't know. And I'm asking the same questions that they're linked, that they're thinking. But The Five Love Languages is a very common book. And hearing how others love is very common, but how we show up in disagreement is something to learn, is something to know. Yeah, I'm actually going to look more into that as well, because I like to focus more on like the general foundation of communication style. <laughs> I can actually see why I avoided learning like, OK, when I hit that line, what does that look like and what does that look like in other people? I haven't I actually been avoiding that if I'm being very transparent, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I'm gonna look more into that for sure. There's the attachment styles, there's seduction styles, there's, I mean, of course, the love languages. And I know some people are trying to move away from love languages because of the author. It's a whole thing. But um, oh, I didn't know it was a thing about the author. What? Oh, 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 it's another podcast for another day. We'll have to have that conversation. Yeah. Okay. But it's one of those things where this is where when we're talking to our girlfriends or our friends and family, that we start having these conversations with our younger generations. For me, for instance, I'm 33. I typically relate more to people that's like in their mid 20s to about 40, because I talk about a lot of like reproductive health and like things like that as well now. That's not saying anybody older than that can't join. Don't trust me when I say I, I have helped some people that are older twerk some. So I'm proud of myself. Hey, hey. <laughs> Listen, I'm wow. proud of myself. Change your lives, one heart and one bedroom at a time. I'm right. Gonna... I want to be able to reach my generation a little bit younger because who wants to see a generation repeat the same things that we did? I feel like this is a trauma response 
that's within our community, in the Black community, because a lot of times we get that crap in a barrel mentality, even with our own family, in the sense of, I don't want to see you do better. I may help you get better, but you can't do better than me. You can't overcome your traumas. You can't have boundaries. (laughs) Boundaries? No, you can't have those. You don't fight with your partner? Oh, oh, mm. You got to fight every day. You got to hold your man down. There's so many standards and so many things that is very wrong with how we look at relationships and even with our friendships. I'm going to be very transparent. I've lost a lot of friends since I've started this business and even a little bit before because of the type of circle that I was in and the people I was meeting and just the healing I was doing, like I wasn't putting up with the same stuff that I used to put up with. I'm known as the strong friend. I'm known as the most reliable friend. I'm known as the friend that you can call me at three o'clock in the morning and say, hey, I'm in Timbuktu and I'm lost. And I'm going to say, I'm right here in Timbuktu. Where you at? And I had to learn that people have taken advantage of that. They thought that was a weakness of mine. I don't look at that as a weakness at all. It's just I did not have a boundary put in place to prevent people from doing that to me. That's why I'm doing this business is that's why I'm sharing, because you can be the person that felt lost in a relationship. You could be the person that may have be considered having no rhythm and all these other things. And you may be the person that is in a relationship now and you may not have the best communication with your partner or you may be the friend that is why am I losing friends? That's why I shared my message and I shared my story because I give you that space to figure that out. And I like to teach from experience. So a lot of the things that I talk about, a lot of the things that I share are things that I've actually researched or things that I'm literally trying. Pretty much everything I teach, I've tried at least, or if I haven't tried it because I may not have experienced it just yet, I have very reliable people that have tried it. And I've been able to learn a lot from that experience that they have. So it's really one of those. It's so important to get into that space of being able to not gatekeep the information, but to share the information with people that can relate. Absolutely. What has been your biggest challenge? My biggest challenge is like just in general, and it relates to the business too, is just being able to let go of the things I cannot control. And I say that because the way Twisted Intimacy started in the very beginning looks completely different now. And it looks different because I had to let go of control. I had to really take a look in the mirror and say, Monica, you have to let this flow the way that it's flowing at the moment because it's calling you to rework what you're doing. Like the format, because think about it. Three years ago, we were all in the lockdown. We didn't really want to be around people and everything was virtual. All right. So virtual classes, limited in-person classes were what people wanted. Now people got Zoom fatigue and you say if something's virtual, they're like, oh my. And it's like, all right, I'm going to do in person. But then nobody shows up. It's been one of those things where that's why I've switched to more one-to-one coaching and services and things like that. That's why I'm in the space now where I don't have to do weekly classes anymore 
because that's not the demand. I mean, if the demand comes back, I'll do that because it's definitely keeping me in shape. But if the demand's not there, I cannot force this to work. So being able to release that control and just letting go and going with the flow, that's been the challenge, but that's how I've overcome it. Just go with the flow. And if you're called to revamp, just revamp it. Being flexible and adaptable and pivoting, going with the flow is how you survive the game of entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. You have to. COVID taught us that. Yeah. And then life after COVID also taught us that because our lives are forever changed to your point. I was virtual for the most part before COVID, but I did start doing in-person events, my Celebrations of Courage event I do annually. And I was concerned about folks not showing up, but the attendance was heavier, virtual side, but there's something about in-person. So I'm still finding the balance and I'm doing both. As you're going with the flow, what is something that you would tell yourself 10 years from now? Can you tell me what financial freedom looks like? And how our family and our husband's doing. I definitely would tell my future self that I know that I'm not giving up on this business. And I know that 10 years from now, this is going to still exist, but it may look different than what it does. But I definitely would let my future self know that I'm not giving up, that I understand that I do need to be flexible. I do need to coaching, speaking, being author and things like that. That's the direction to go now. And that, yeah, but it's not necessarily telling my future self anything. It's more asking like, how do we feel that we have accomplished our goals? (laughs) And then some. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Since I posed the question to you, I'll answer it for myself as well. What I would tell myself is, Sis, you have 100% survived everything you have gone through. Nothing is no different than right now. And I'm proud of you for not giving up. Stop doubting yourself. If you ever doubt, you have, there's no reason for you to doubt yourself. You're fine. You're doing great. You're doing amazing. And the reason why I said future self is because just to be intentional about what we say and what we're projecting out there. You know, we can't go go back and change the past. You know, we are the best versions of ourselves compared to the past. But if there was something, a type of seed that we could plant and slingshot to our future self, that was the point of the intention of the question. Any advice to another business owner who are thinking about starting the journey of not only starting their business or have started their business, but they have to disclose it to family. Any advice around doing that? Ooh, oh, well, that last part, yes. Disclosing to family about what you do. Because I have an uncle that asked, hey, Monica, do that little dance thing. And I'm like, why? (laughs) So I'm just like, oh, okay. But my advice to any entrepreneur out there is A, when the idea comes to you, to you, not anybody else, you got the idea, it was meant for you to do it. And be very careful when you share your idea with somebody else. 
Because if it did not come to them too, like y'all were in a brainstorming session and y'all both said, aha, this is our idea. If it didn't happen like that, keep it to yourself and build on that idea and start doing your research with people that may be doing something similar. Or if it's something that's kind of out of the box, like kind of similar to what I'm doing, figure out what the key points of what you're doing is. For example, I'll make this very, very easy. If you're somebody that loves to bake and your great grandmama has this amazing recipe that was passed down, nobody has it. Nobody's heard of it. But what it is, it's the best thing out there. There ain't nothing else like it. All right, bet. So you have to figure out, okay, well, do I want to mass produce the actual item? baked good? Or do I want to make a cookbook? Or do I want to do a cooking YouTube channel or a podcast? You have to figure out the key foundation to what you want your business to be. Because sometimes it's not as simple as selling the baked good. Because you could sell the baked good, right? But the logistics that come with that. I'm the type of person, like I like to look at the logistics to make sure it makes financial sense to me, especially in the long term. Also to make sure that as I'm looking at the logistics, what can I do at the same time? Okay, I can make the baked good. But you know what? As I'm making the baked good, I can record myself making this baked good and I can upload it to my own platform or to YouTube or something like that. And then maybe I could print out the recipe and offer that as a digital product. So I named what, three or four streams of income just like that. I didn't even get to if somebody asked you to come and do a, a cooking class or a workshop. I didn't even say like, hey, speak about your journey of how you got here. And now you're a speaker. I didn't even talk about being an author. I mean, yes, you could be an author for your cookbook. But if you are author of your story, when you're doing these speaking gigs, you can offer that as that tangible item along with the cookbook about your life and about you. And maybe you'll meet somebody that will help you figure out another type of baked good. 2.0 for, for your great grandmama's recipe. There's a lot to think about when it comes to being an entrepreneur, but that's the tip I would like to, to give. And it seems like a lot, but it really isn't. It really isn't. You just have to section it out. But just think about the key points of what you want to do and don't just do what everybody else is trying to do or the common thing that it is to do with whatever you're trying to do. As you have been on your journey, how have you connected the dots with the themes between your personal and business journey? I have another story to tell. As y'all can see, I like to share my stories. <laughs> it was the first year of business. I actually had a business partner. Uh, that's why the advice I gave, that's telling you, it's from experience. But I had a business partner and she's no longer with the business. We're cool now. So it's like, there's no beef there. But when she left, it was very sudden. We had a good format, like everything was going good. And then all of a sudden, well, not all of a sudden, there were signs along the way, red flags, actually. All of a sudden, it was like, okay, well, what am I going to do? Like I was forced to revamp the business from then on. Had to change the logo, change, I changed so much. What ended up happening, and I would never forget this. I remember I was crying in my room. Also at that same time, my friendship circle switched too. 
I lost the best friend of over a decade. She said she'd no longer be friends. Like it was a lot going on, a lot going on all at the same time. Work was stressful. Everything was just like happening at once. I just remember I was crying. So I was like, I don't know what to do. Like I'm angry, but now I'm like, I'm sad. I don't know what to do. So I literally was in my bed crying and I said, I need help. And then I went to sleep. This didn't happen the next day, but within about a month or two, I not only got help, I got help from people that just genuinely wanted to help me. I got not one, not two, but three mentors all around the same time. Uh, One was more for like a personal mentor and a friend. And she's also an entrepreneur too. Um, Shout out to Lalita Harlem. I got a spiritual mentor, shout out to Ruth Sky. And then I got another mentor, uh, like, yeah, I would say she's a mentor for business and things like that. Like we ping pong ideas to each other. Karen L with Say If Loud podcast. So I got three mentors. It was out of nowhere. (laughs) And I would just never forget because I just remember saying I need help because I did not know what to do. I didn't know where to go. And from then on, that's why I tell people your intimacy journey, your healing journey, it never stops. It's always ongoing. That second year of business, it was a revamp for that first half of the year. And I had to do more shadow work I had on myself. I had to really look at my business and revamp that and make it make sense for me financially and things like that. And then I also had to look at what other opportunities were there out there for me to expand what I was currently doing. And I will say thanks to, um, especially Lita, she has provided a space that it got me more into speaking. That's why I'm an advocate now for speaking and being, and she's also an author and being an author and things like that. So fast forward to now, it's like people come into your life when they need to be there. So now it's like, I'm finding myself being a mentor (laughs) and it's just like, wow, you know, just being able to be afforded the opportunities to tell my story, to engage with people in a way where it's like, okay, there's a new space that I can not infiltrate, but I can be a part of. And it's just been a very wonderful experience. And like, but those were the signs that I was just like, I was on the right path. Like when people started gravitating to help me and to look out for me. And when the clients started coming in and flowing in and things like that, that's how I know I'm in alignment that I'm on the right path. But I know when I'm out of alignment, When the clients start to leave or start, they're like, okay, this was good for now, but I'm moving forward. Because that's my goal too. When you work with me, the goal is for you to not need me anymore. (laughs) That is the goal. If you're still with me after 10 years, I ain't doing my job. (laughs) The goal is for you not to need me anymore. But I'm not saying don't support me. I mean, (laughs) You know when it's time for you to step out on your own and take your journey more into your own hands. I really love seeing things like that. That's like how I connect my dots and know that I'm in alignment and know that 
This is what's for me right now. Nothing doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. Absolutely. Please give a shout out. Full names, businesses, <laughs> for those three ladies that helped you. Let's promote our sisters. Yes, yes. Lolita Harlem. She is the owner of My Natural Me, which is a nonprofit for empowering women. And she's also the owner of Business Crossing Network, well, DMV Business Crossing Network. It is a network group for entrepreneurs that are within the DMV area. However, there are people outside the DMV, so definitely check that out. She just had her second annual BCN conference. That was definitely an amazing experience. Ruth Sky, she has her own services. I know at the moment I'm sticking more to her personal coaching. Karen L with Safe Loud Podcast. She's another podcaster in New York, actually. She's amazing. She also offers business coach. I guess you could call it business coaching. You could chit chat with her, ping pong ideas. She can help with I believe different branding. Again, she still has a podcast. I love her energy because when we get into our conversations, boy, man, we spend like an hour or two on the phone, just ping ponging ideas and things like that. I will say without them, I probably wouldn't be here now. I probably would have eventually gotten to this space, but I wouldn't be where I am now without them. So I do thank them wholeheartedly because, and then not saying like everybody else that, that helped me out, that doesn't matter. <laughs> That's not the case at all, but I definitely got to commend those three because especially during that time, when I say, I just thought the world was falling, <laughs> not just on my shoulders, but it was just crushing me soul and all to be here now is just so excited to be working with you and featuring you and shouting you out across all things joy tutor how can someone get in contact with you listen up this is very very important with what i am about to say you can find me on both ig and tiktok at twisted t-w-i-s-t-e-d underscore intimacy, I-N-T-I-M-A-C-Y. Okay. Make sure it's underscore. I don't know who twisted intimacy together is. You should see my face, like my face and my brand. (laughs) So that's for IG and TikTok. And then I do have a website where that's where you can book your one-to-one consultation. Oh, you get a free 15 minute consultation with me. And then we can book your one-to-one session. So as y'all can see, like at least y'all get to know me a little bit before you just book, right? Book me for any retreats, private workshops, or if you need a speaker for your conference or events or anything like that, all those details can be found at twistedintimacy.com. That's twistedintimacy, all one word, dot com. Well, I'm excited because I will have my Joy to the Festival coming up in 2024. Oh, I love, yes, the flyer is out there, loving it. So I feel like you would need to do a workshop for the ladies. I mean, look, listen, listen. I'm just I'm here. I'm here. Any events, retreats, what do you have going on? What's on your place, sis? I actually have a retreat too. It's going to be in November, from November 10th to November 13th of this year, 2023 in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and it's called the Love Your Mirror Retreat. And it's about embracing your love, intimacy, and sensuality. Just know 
we're going to be staying at a nice hotel. Actually, not even a hotel. Because you know down in Florida, they don't really do hotels like that. They do resorts. So we're going to be on a resort that is near the beach. Like, it's a walking distance. There's going to be a lot of empowering activities that we'll be doing. Uh, Meet and greets. We'll be partying on a yacht, doing brunch. We're going to have a good time. You can start, actually, (laughs) that sounds like your cup of tea. You can also bring your partner, too, if you would like. I definitely don't mind. But you can already start to book, posting the details on my IG and on my website. So everything will be in one place. But yeah, y'all, shout out to my girl, uh, Zanita. She's the co-owner of Let's Vacation. And she also has her own travel agency um, business as well, Premier Travel by by Zanita. Yes, I think that's what it is. Shout out to her because she helping organize this. So <laughs> listen, all the help you can get, okay? Yes. Because yes. if you do not have help, then that will make it stressful and painful. And we want the journey to be joyful. Okay. It has been such an amazing honor to have you. I've learned so much and I'm so empowered and inspired by your journey. Thank I'm you. I'm gonna check my calendar to see if I can be there November 10th through the 13th. Mm-hmm. what's the name of the retreat again love your mirror thank you love this has been an honor and a pleasure we definitely will have to do a follow-up podcast at the end of the year to check in on you see how things have grown and flowed <laughs> yes. throughout 2023 yes. um, thank you for being on the show well thank you for inviting me thank you for spending your time with us we hope you enjoyed the show Before you head out, we do have two events coming up. We have a virtual networking event that is hosted on July 13th, as well as a high tea. Yes, honey, I said high tea. We will be networking in Elegance Love. Held on September 30th in Brooklyn, New York. You can register for both events at joytutor.com. And last but not least, if you haven't already, you can check out our Entrepreneur Planner, which is available for purchase at joytutor.com, or you can find it at Barnes & Noble's. We would love to get social with you, so check us out and follow us, and we'll follow you back under the handles Joy Tutor Inc. or Joy Tutor. Until next time, take care.